Today I'm going to be sharing with you the most simple training tweak that can make huge amounts of difference to the progress that you and your dog make together. Come and check it out. Parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist, and each week on Letters from Your Dog, we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here. Let's get to the episode. Hey there, and welcome back to Letters from Your Dog. Um, If you don't know me, I'm Holly, and you're very, very welcome. So today I'm going to be sharing a training tweak with you that costs you no money, no time, You don't need a trainer, you don't need equipment, you don't need a course, you don't need any of that. But let me just start off by asking you a very simple question. Are you a babbler? What? (laughs) I bet you weren't expecting me to ask you that. Do you babble at your dog? Okay, I'm going to give you an example. So classic example, you maybe throw a ball for your dog out in the field, throw the ball. You haven't taught your dog how to retrieve or how to fetch, but you chuck the ball out and you want them to bring it back to you. So ball goes out, dog goes running after it. Yeah, clever boy. Come on, Jerry, bring it back. Bring the ball. Bring mummy the ball. Where's the ball? Where's your ball? Where's your ball? Bring it, bring it, bring it. Hey, what's this? What's this? What's this? Hey, I'm running. Catch me, catch me. Can you catch me? What's that? What have you found? What have you got? Come on, let's go. Touch, touch, touch. Down, sit. Come, come, come. Down, sit. Come. Oh, good boy. You finally come back to me. Can I have it? Let me have that ball. Let me have it. What have I got? Do you want to swap? Do you want to trade? I've got another one. I mean, that's stressful just listening to that. It's stressful hearing it, (laughs) hearing me say it. (laughs) But it happens all the time. So we are just babbling at our dogs. Instead of just asking them to do one thing or asking them if something is possible, we just keep talking and keep talking and we often get louder and louder until they do the thing that we would like them to do or we give up and say, oh, well, he's never going to get it. Now let's think of this in a human example. So let's imagine you were at work, you you work in a big office and you have spied, because it is the season, a nice box of your favourite chocolates over the other side of the room. And you say, you can't be bothered to get up and you shout over to your colleague over there, you say, hey, hey Sarah, could could you bring me those chocolates over? I've hurt my foot a little bit. Can you just, would you mind bringing them over? And she goes, yeah, yeah, sure. And as she stands up, you say, hey, keep bringing them come on let's go bring them faster 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 I'm hungry come on where's my chocolate yeah that's it well done you're doing great keep coming keep coming oh no you just got distracted by the printer no you don't need to do that now come here come to me I want my chocolates you know if you bring me those chocolates I'll swap you for these chocolates that I've got on my desk I mean Sarah's going to be like what on earth is going on here (laughs) I said I'd bring them just wait for me now that's obviously an extreme example but it shows quite clearly I think often what we do to our dogs. Now, for the most part, we're trying to cheerlead them. So a lot of what you heard there was what could be misconstrued as as encouragement. So you're saying, good boy, keep coming, that kind of thing. And you're encouraging him to come towards you, or so you think. But for your poor dog, there's one of two things that can happen here. Either one, your voice and all those times you've spent teaching wonderful cues, or so you thought, to your dog it becomes white noise to them. 
because you are speaking to them so much, they can't differentiate between what it is that you're saying sometimes, or it just becomes meaningless because they just hear this babble, this constant chatter, and they don't know what to hone in on. So white noise can be one thing, and that's really problematic for training because your dog will start to ignore you more and more. The second thing that can happen is we really confuse them. (laughs) So they might be really trying to understand what it is that we're teaching them or training them or trying to do with them, just a simple activity. But because we are constantly talking to them, they can't understand what it is that we're asking for. Now, this is really common. So you heard that in the first example. I said, sit, okay, down, okay, touch. The dog didn't do the sit when I asked them to do it. And so then I asked for a down and they didn't do that either. So then I asked for a touch. Like there's a good argument for making things easier for your dog in a session if they are struggling. But I wouldn't just reel out cues like that and let them fail to do every single one because then what am I teaching? I'm not teaching anything. (laughs) My dog's certainly not learning anything. So give your dog's brain a second Help them to understand what it is that you're asking by being a little bit quieter. Ask for one thing. If your dog isn't able to do that one thing, there's a few reasons for that. Either it's too distracting where you are right now, you need to reduce the distractions, or you need to work on helping them to cope with distractions. Or that behaviour needs proofing better. So you thought that they learnt it, but they don't have it just yet. Maybe they need a little bit more training, a little bit more help in that scenario. Or the third reason, there's something emotional or physical going on. Your dog doesn't want to lie down because it's wet and they don't want to get their tummy wet. Lots of dogs don't like to lie down in the rain. I wouldn't like to do it either. (laughs) Or they're frightened, they're scared, they're overwhelmed. There's something going on. They're excited. They just can't listen to you right now. So what do you need to do to help them to? How do you need to change up that environment or what it is that you're asking to help them to do better? Okay. So if you are a babbler, don't feel bad. Just think about monitoring yourself a little bit. How many things am I asking? How, what am I saying? I've said 15 sentences all in one go. Can I make it clearer for my dog? Just before you go though, let's look at the opposite end of the spectrum. Are you the silent type? (laughs) So I'll give you an example. Years ago, I was teaching a class. We were teaching some zoning, which is um, getting your dog to go onto their bed. So nice, safe zone for them on their bed. And one one gentleman was working with his dog and he was working on getting a little bit of distance. So the dog was on the bed and he was walking away and seeing if he could stay there. This dog was staying there beautifully. He was sitting, he was watching as his dad walked away, really intent. And then at a certain point, and it was a different point each time, the dog would get off the bed. And the guy said to me, oh, I just don't think he's got it. It, it's, It's confusing to know how to help because sometimes he gets off straight away. Sometimes he gets off after 30 seconds. And I said, okay, let me just do it with him and we'll just see. So I did it with him. The dog stayed there perfectly as I crossed across the room. And he he was like, oh, for goodness sake, of course he does it for you. And I said, what was the difference? He was like, I don't know, like, was it your body language or something? I said, no, I was just praising him. So he was on the bed. I was walking away. I was saying, good boy. Oh, that's so clever. Little pause. Oh, aren't you good? 
little pause. So I wasn't babbling at the dog, but I was doing regular, frequent verbal reinforcement. Clever boy. And then I went back and rewarded him or released him off, whatever it looked like. That was the difference. This guy wasn't intentional, but he was concentrating. (laughs) And he was so busy watching to see if the dog stayed on the bed that he forgot to praise him. Soon as he injected that praise back in, he was golden. Pup was on that bed and wasn't moving anywhere like a super glue dog. So really think about you might be a babbler or you might be silent. You might be at the other end of the spectrum. We want to be somewhere in the middle. So verbal praise is so, so important. But have pauses, have natural pauses, just like if we were having a conversation or just like me speaking here. If I just talked to you at 100 miles an hour and said, yeah, and the dog was on the bed and then we came backwards, like that's hard to listen to. But if you can add natural pauses, give the brain a second to actually process what you've just said or what you've just done and that's how we learn so if that has been helpful and you think you know someone who might benefit from this episode (laughs) gently pass it over to them Um, I would really really appreciate that so that we can help lots of dogs and their people and I will catch you soon take care stay with me if you have a new puppy in your life or maybe you have a new rehome dog Starting in January, we have a free five-day puppy training challenge. It's an amazing way to get started with some brilliant training for your new dog and to help them to build a connection and a trusting relationship with you, all for free. So if you would like to join us, just click the link in the show notes and I will see you in there. Take care.